Welcome to Industry Focus, the podcast that dives into a different sector of the stock market every day. Today is Thursday, March 2nd, 2017, so we're talking about energy, materials, and industrial. I'm your host, Sean O'Reilly, and joining me today via phone is Motley Fool Senior Auto Specialist, Mr. John Rosevere. Good morning, John. Good morning, Sean. How are you today? Extremely well. Um, it's great to hear your voice. It's been a while since we, uh, I don't know, a month or two since we last had a podcast. Um, yeah, and uh, I missed you, buddy. Uh, and I had to get you in here to answer an all-important question. Um, yeah, as, I, what's the question? What's the question? Well, no, and you're the only guy I know that can answer this for me, but I, I hate driving. I live in D.C. It's very tiring. I want to know when I'm going to get my self-driving car. Well, it depends on what you mean by get, and it really depends on what you mean by self-driving. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, I'm not. Uh, I'm not touching the wheel and in my driveway. <laughs> all right, all right. So let's back up and define some terms here, because uh, these the, this system of classification for uh, things that assist drivers has become pretty universal. It was developed by the Society of Automotive Engineers in the U.S., but like the U.S. government has adopted it. Other governments have adopted it. It's the way all automakers talk now. So, okay, they categorize it in six levels that are helpfully numbered from zero to five. So, okay, a level zero system, there's no automation. The driver does everything. This might even include like warning systems like lane departure warning, but the driver actually has to do everything. Level one mm-hmm. is when you get some, level one is when you get some basic level of driver assistance. These systems that kind of parallel park for you, that kind of stuff, that, that's a level one system. Level two well, is Does that include to, even anti-lock brakes? Like, is that, I'm surprised yeah, the bomb here. That's, that's, um, that's still the, the driver. The driver is executing it. Um, but, you know, they count that as as an intervention system. It's when it's when the car decides to brake for you that it starts to become assisted. You know, like these these emergency stopping systems that they have now, where the radar is on the front of the car. Uh, it, it the levels one to five require some level of sensing what's going on around the car. Um, Got it. So okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like these these parallel park systems. Um, where the car spins the wheel for you and backs into the spot, that kind of thing. Uh, that's a level one. Level two is where it starts to get interesting. This is, um, you know, the systems where you're on the highway and, and you know, the traffic jam assist systems, maybe the, early, the earliest versions of Tesla's autopilot, where you can kind of take your hand off the wheel under certain circumstances. The car will uh, maintain its speed and adjust its speed relative to the cars around you, and it will keep itself in its lane when it's doing a little steering and a little accelerating and decelerating on its own. Um, but there still has to be a human driver. The human driver has to be ready to grab the wheel. Um, in fact, a lot of these systems require you to actually touch the wheel every minute or two or something like that. Level three is when it kind of gets into self-driving. Um, this is a this is a system that can drive under certain conditions where we might say highway driving. This is kind of where Tesla's uh, autopilot is starting to go. This is where some of the systems, GM Super Cruise, that will come out on Cadillac soon. This is kind of where it ends up, level three. Super Cruise. Uh, <laughs> that's what they call it. Um, well, all right, all right, all right. Well, that's what, that's what they've been calling it for a few years. I'm not completely sure that's what they're going to call it when it comes to market. Um, but but anyway, the, the gist here is like it's self-driving until suddenly it isn't. The driver has to be ready to grab the wheel. Um, 
and that makes it a little tricky. We'll talk about that in a minute. Level four well, is the Molly Fools. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, the Molly Fools Dan Sparks did that article about it like a year ago, and he he lives out in Colorado. He has a Tesla. And I, I mean, how far did he go? Sixty, seventy, eighty, like like ninety miles. I can't even remember, but. Um, he, I don't think he touched the wheel on the freeway with that thing. Tesla's official instructions were used, with the original system where you were supposed to, you know, touch the wheel regularly. Yeah. And so, forth. so they considered it a, a, an advanced level two system. I think now they're into kind of level three territory. I mean, the border here is a little bit fuzzy. The border to level four is not fuzzy. Level four is the car is driving itself, period. It does not need you, but it's limited. Usually what it means is it's limited uh, to an area that's been mapped. So we say it's been geofenced. Um, like the car, these systems tend to depend on very highly detailed, like 3D maps that show uh, stuff that normal maps don't show, like exactly where the curb is, you know, within a couple inches and so forth. So the car can navigate precisely, uh, especially in like city streets. Um, so it's full self-driving. You don't ever have to touch the steering wheel, but it only works where the car has a map. Um, Level five, and we'll get back to this in a minute. Level five is the full-blown thing. The car will drive itself anywhere you want under any conditions. If it's snowing, it'll go up the mountain, whatever, you know, anything. Um, so what we're talking about in the near future is level four. Uh, you know, a car that is, is that will self-drive itself. This is coming soon, uh, but that it's limited by its maps. And the idea is that gradually the maps will expand over time, and, and you know, you'll be able to drive. So there's cities that are being mapped right now? Like, what's some yeah. actually surprised to hear that? Yeah, uh, Pittsburgh's uh, being mapped. This is where Uber's doing their testing. Um, a lot of the – this is actually where one uh, Ford's new um, – this, this company they've created as a startup with, with a couple of uh, – a veteran of Uber and a veteran of Google's self-driving car project running it. Uh, this is basically Ford's software team for self-driving, and, and they're in Pittsburgh. Uh, there's been a lot of mapping done, interestingly, in Pittsburgh because the artificial intelligence lab at Carnegie Mellon is the source of a lot of the research that went into this, so a lot of the people are there and so forth. Uh, there's some mapping going on in San Francisco. I know GM's uh, cruise automation subsidiary is doing testing of level four systems uh, in San Francisco, so they've got mapping going on. And then there are companies mapping all over the place. Uh, uh, Tesla, I think, is automating some of this mapping with, their, with the sensors on their existing cars. Uh, a company called Mobileye is going to start doing mapping with sensors on um, their customers' cars. These are sensors for like level two systems, but they can help do the mapping for level four. Uh, and this is going to start very soon, probably next year, uh, for Mobileye. And there's, there's, there are private companies trying to do this, too, hoping to be able to sell the maps to the automakers or whoever. Uh, and, of course, you know, the big wild card in this is, of course, Waymo. I mean, Google's been mapping for years and years, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so got I, I, you've, out. of course, seen the, the cars just they, – they look ridiculous, but they got the pole and they got the ball of cameras on the top, and they just drive around all these cities and – that's why I can see what my dentist office looks like from the street. But um, so they're they're mapping cities of that too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think everybody is, and 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 it's not just mapping um, for Google Maps. It's it's mapping, like I said, at a much more fine level of detail. Where is the curb? Where is the speed bump? And so forth. So the car knows what to expect as it's driving. Yeah. And the idea is a map is a kind of fallback from its sensors. Um, if it's dark out, if it's foggy, if the LiDAR system is being buggy for whatever reason, I can kind of fall back on the maps. Uh, because these are safety systems, there has to be redundancy built in. Um, so, you know, that's the thinking. So when is this stuff coming out? 
Well, good question. I mean, Tesla constantly does these upgrades and they'll break into level four at some point. Um, if I had to guess, I'd say 2019, but you know, I don't know for sure. Uh, they may not even know absolutely for sure when they'll be ready to ship it. Uh, there's also an interesting question there that with their owners of their current models, uh, they've kind of been shipping stuff that's maybe got some bugs still in it to, for the owners to kind of bang on. And because Tesla owners tend to be early adopter types, they're mostly cool with that. Uh, as Tesla moves into the mass market with its upcoming Model 3, uh, something else we've talked about, I, I don't know if they're going to tighten it up a little bit. They might. We'll see. But that might push that date off. But anyway, uh, so this consortium of, of this partnership, I should say, of giant auto supplier Delphi, Mobileye, which is a, a, a machine vision specialist that has done a lot of work around. And they are publicly traded, system. just for our listeners. To yeah, be they aware. are. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The ticker there is MBLY, and look them up because if you uh, if you want a pure play on self driving, that's about as close as it gets. Uh, and the third company in this is Intel, which is designing the processors. They are working together on a level four system. We've talked about this before. Uh, they will have this available to any automaker who wants it by the end of 2019. They say. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to ship, that the cars are going to ship in 2019. These things are incorporated as the cars are developed. So probably late 2020, early 2021, people will be shipping cars with this system in. But those cars may not go to retail. <laughs> what? Yeah, well, so here's the thing. It's because hang out and not do anything? <laughs> well, here's what, well, here's what, for instance, Ford is saying. Ford says, we're going to mass produce a level four vehicle starting in 2021. Great. Uh, and then they say, yeah, but we're not going to sell it at retail. This is going to be for uh, car sharing use in cities and ride hailing companies, oh, and Lyft and Uber and so yeah. forth. It's because of the maps. It's like they only want to sell it where they have the maps. Um, right. CEO Mark Fields at Ford has said, we're not even going to put a steering wheel in this. So obviously it has to have the maps. Uh, as Again, as the maps expand, there'll be more. Ford is saying right now that they think they'll have level four functionality uh, in their retail vehicles, 2025-ish. But they always say that Bill Ford, uh, the executive chairman of Ford, uh, always says, you know, we throw out these dates, but then it's always earlier than I expect. So we'll see. Right now they're saying 2025. <laughs> so, yeah, he says this stuff moves much faster than we expect. So uh, we, we also know there's some other stuff going on. The, the, the thing to emphasize here, I should back up a little bit, not all the automakers, not all the tech companies talk about what they're doing. Uh, there will be surprises here. Um, this is just like what has been announced, what we've seen, what we generally know is going on. Once you go public with something, you get held to it in some capacity, and nobody wants to get egg on their face. So Right, yeah. right. And GM originally said they'd launch Super Cruise, I think, in 2016. Uh, and then they need to get a different said, name for that. Well, yeah, okay, but their <laughs> level three system. And then they came out a while back and said, wait a minute, wait a minute, we're not happy with it. We're going to do more work and make it more advanced. Uh, we're not going to set a firm date, but we think late 2017, 2018, probably around there. Um, but again, they, they are not holding themselves to a firm date on that. In fact, they're not holding themselves to a firm date on a lot of this stuff. Uh, Mary Barra's thing is we'll ship it when it's ready. Uh, but what we do know is that GM is planning a, uh, to actually start building a whole lot of uh, level four vehicles um, reportedly uh, in the thousands. Uh, these will be the electric Chevy Bolts. They will be fitted with prototype level four systems, uh, and they will go into this massive test with Lyft in several different cities. Uh, so, you know, Which is why when they will you get your lift, level four uh, car? Well, 
Right. Yeah, they own. I I think it's nine percent of Lyft, something like that. They, they have yeah. a seat on Lyft's board. It's a it's a major major investment, certainly for GM. Um, but you know, when do you get your self driving car? Well, if you're in DC, uh, you know, you might get one several months from now or a year from now when you when you oh boy, Lyft if I, if with I your smartphone and a and a and a, a Chevy Bolt comes. I am Uber is already doing this on a tiny scale in Pittsburgh. Like they have I don't know eight or twelve cars or something that are prototype self-driving vehicles in their fleet. In these things, there are two engineers on board. One's ready to grab the wheel, and the other one's sort of taking notes on everything that's happening with the system. Yeah. Um, yeah, it may be the same deal with these these GM Lyft self-driving vehicles, so it may not seem all that exciting because, you know, there's somebody in the front seat, but, you know, the car is driving itself is the idea. And this is... Um, you know, a way to rack up a whole lot of test miles quickly if you have a whole bunch of these things out there. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I can't wait so, to see so, how these uh, these Lyft driverless cars handle all the uh, roundabouts in DC. That'll be a treat. But uh, anyway, sorry, go on. Yeah, they'll, they'll teach them. They'll teach them. Um, yeah, no, we have uh, we call them rotaries up here in New England, but we have lots of them too. It'll be interesting to see how they handle Boston, which is you know, colonial era streets and some <laughs> some yeah. areas of town. They, they, you know, it's, it's not it's not driverless a, cars. Yeah, they were. They, well, they were made for walking even or cow paths. Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, definitely not driverless cars. But, you know, there's other stuff in here, too. Uh, the wild card is, is uh, Waymo, which is the Alphabet subsidiary that used to be the Google self-driving car project and has now been sort of set up as a company to go into business and commercialize this in some way. Uh, who will partner with them? You know, they, they, they had this little deal with uh, Fiat Chrysler where Chrysler built them some Chrysler Pacifica minivans uh, as test vehicles that took on their, their, their latest prototype system. Uh, they've been talking to Honda reportedly. But, of course, there's a certain view in the auto industry that a deal with Waymo is kind of a deal with the devil because Google will want all the data, you know, and then you're an Android and then you're an Android phone maker and, you know, Google's making all the money. And they're, 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 that is, that is a great fear. I think every auto CEO in the world is mindful of the example of the phone industry. <laughs> you know, they don't want to give up the data. I think that is actually a lot of the selling proposition of the Delphi Mobilize system. This is a system developed within the established auto industry supplier structure. Uh, the, you know, we'll share the maps among our fellow automakers and so forth. Um, oh, wow. But we're, not, but we're not selling the data to Google. <laughs> what do you think, what do you think has been going on there? Because correct me if I'm wrong, Google's had those, you know, tiny little white go-kart looking driverless cars for, I mean, years. And, uh, the layman, we haven't gotten a hint of them, you know, making an economic or trying to make a buck off of them at all. Um, yeah, it, it's well, it's, they it's weird. A, they hired a while back uh, an executive named John Krasick. He had been the president of TrueCar, and before that, he had been in the business for years. He was with um, several automakers and in management capacities, executive capacities. Uh, he's a guy who knows the business, a uh, good guy, smart guy. Uh, his job is to lead Waymo and sort of find a way to, to bring this stuff to market somehow. And he's been out talking to automakers. He actually did a really big presentation uh, at the North American International Auto Show in Detroit uh, in January. I was going to say last month, but it's March now, uh, <laughs> where uh, he was talking about where their system is and so forth. And they have a solid prototype level four system. Uh, and 
I think he was there in part fishing, fishing for automakers who might want to have conversations. And it's possible those conversations have happened and nobody's talking about them. The ones that have made it into the media are, are Honda and, of course, yeah, Chrysler, which was a much more overt thing because they built uh, yeah. Waymo's latest, latest fleet of test vehicles are all Chrysler's. So, so I've got to um, – uh, we don't have this as a note, so feel free to you know just tell me ah, I don't yeah. – know a ton about this, but um, I'm sure all of our listeners on the tip of their tongues is they want to hear, you know, what's Apple up to, because they had that big plan, and I got a push notification from the Wall Street Journal a year ago that Apple was going to build a car by the end of the decade, blah, 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 then they pulled back on it, they're doing testing again, like, what's what, what, what is Tim Cook scheming right now? Good question. Yeah, I remember that that Wall Street Journal thing came out. Um, you got the notification yeah, I, too, I, I'm sure, and all your. I, I did, and yeah. and I actually uh, poked a few sources and ended up writing a, a big piece for the Motley Fool first thing on Saturday morning after that that broke. Sort of, what does this mean? Can they actually do it? That kind of thing. And the answer was, you know, Apple has so much money that of course they can start a car company. The question is, do they yeah, want to? Yeah, uh, <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean, you know. They, they they can throw money at the you know full boat lux it's ten billion dollars to get to where Tesla is you know where they've got a factory and they're banging out cars and at a fairly high level of quality and so forth and so on um, you know full boat and and, and yeah that's not. That's Tim Cook's lunch money these days. <laughs> I mean, it's right. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Their cash hoard is unbelievable, and they could do anything. The question is, would they want to? Because the margins in the car business, uh, by Apple standards, are pretty lousy. I mean, you know, a, a, yeah. a, luxury car, a luxury car business might make an operating margin of 10 to 12%. Uh, if you're Porsche, you might make 16%. That's kind of the upper limit. Um, you know, on so an is operate, it possible on that an Google operating and Apple level. just wind up dropping the brains in these cars and calling it a day? Because Google, I mean, already, they must have tons of data on these cars operating. Yeah, Google has made it clear. Jack Crafty came out and said, we're not building cars. We're not going to build a car factory. We are not building cars. We're looking for partnerships. You know, we are not building cars. Apple hasn't said anything, of course. Officially, this program doesn't even exist. Uh, but the word was that a lot of the people who might have been on the actual build-a-car side of the business uh, have been let go. Um, Got it. And, 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 you know, people working on electric self-driving cars uh, are in very hot demand these days. So none of these people are, you know, wanting for employment. But but it was thought that a lot of those folks let go and they really sort of ratcheted down the ambitions of the program. They may be aiming to do something where they come out um, like Waymo and offer a system that, that sort of appleizes a self-driving car built by somebody else. And it's possible that they'll find an automaker to partner with um, and maybe offer that as, you know, a deluxe ride-hailing option. You know, they, and my thought right. when they, they were originally talking about this was that they were going to build, you know, the deluxe Apple version of Robot Uber, where it's a little more money, but, you know, it's a nicer car and it recognizes all your Apple devices and it's this seamless experience. You know, it sees your iPhone and it automatically sets your seat and your climate and your music and everything else and all this stuff and takes you exactly where you want to go. Uh, and it's just a subscription model, you know, 500 bucks a month for the Apple car service. That's where I thought they were going to go. Um, others disagreed. Some of our, some of my fellow fools who are uh, also uh, very close watchers of this kind of technology, in particular close watchers of Apple, thought they might actually build a car for retail, Tesla style. Um, cool. It so looks, it looks like, it looks like, time, not, okay. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's fine. We're about out of time, but I did want to give you the last word. Um, well, uh, so when, when am I magically going to get my, uh, my driverless car in my driveway? Uh, if you want a Tesla, you might get it by the end of the decade. Um, if you want a car from one of the bigger automakers, uh, it's probably a few years beyond that. Uh, somebody, somebody may surprise us and have a level four car out by 2020, 2021 that has a fairly big map. But I'm thinking that these are, that, that it might be over the next couple of years after that, that these start to be available at retail. And I suspect the first ones that come out, uh, it will be an expensive option on a luxury car. Awesome. All right. Well, John, I cannot thank you enough once again for your time. Um, it's always a pleasure. <laughs> I, I, I have to imagine that as this continues to ramp up, this will not be our first show about this topic. So. <laughs> oh, heavens, heavens no. Heavens no. We'll be talking about this for several years to come. It's a big deal. All right. Have a great day, John. Thank you again. All right. Take care, Sean. Bye-bye. And that is it for us, folks. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for the Technology Show. If you're a loyal listener, have questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Just email us at industryfocus at fool.com. Once again, that's industryfocus at fool.com. And as always, people on this program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against those stocks. So don't buy or sell anything based only on what you hear in this program. For John Roseberry, I am Sean Riley. Thanks for listening and pull on.